0: Radio Drome. Welcome back to Radio Drone Box Office Bombs Part 3, and despite what Diamanda Hagen says, this will be the final part of this.
1: <laughs> Hopefully, fingers crossed.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed. Speaking of fingers, if you want to put fingers in something, you can go to adamandeve.com, use the promo code DROME to get three free DVDs, I'm sure there's fingering there, free mystery gift, 50% off of a single item, and free U.S. shipping all for using the promo code DROME at adamandeve.com. And you guys are not doing that enough. The sales are way down. Come on, guys. DROME it up. (laughs) Lube it up. Well, you lube it up, too. We actually left off last week at Final Fantasy The Spirits Within, and then a kind listener pointed out to me, we basically skipped all of 1997 somehow. All three of us missed it, so this is not all on me. Good one, Josh. See, Hey, you missed it, too, there, Jones.
2: (laughs) So,
0: yeah, you can't lay this one on me. No. Jowski missed it, too. Whatever.
2: Yeah, Josh. whatever. It's, it's Josh's
0: fault.
1: Yeah, it's, it's all your fault. fault. Should have been fixing the damn links.
0: Do you not even notice that the links have been fixed for months? Whatever. They're not fixed enough. So, I got to fix them, <laughs> fix them?
1: Yeah, fix them. Just em, making them
0: work isn't good enough, huh? So, since we skipped 1997, let's go back to 1997 with The Postman. $80 million, only making back 17 and you know what? Considering what a bomb this is in film nerd circles, I'm actually surprised it made $17 million back. Well, that was
2: the people that were still holding out hope that it would be like Dances with Wolves.
0: Eh.
1: I wasn't holding out hope it'd be like Dances with Wolves. I was holding out hope it'd be like a Mad Max type movie. And I saw that thing and was bored to freaking tears. Maybe if they cut 18 hours out of it, it might have been all right. But Did you see it in the uh, theater? No, I saw it when it first hit video. Uh, I, I was going to see it in the theater, and I, I knew how long it was. I, I had heard like it's like a three-hour-plus ordeal. I did want to see it, but I just couldn't find the time to see it, and it bombed so bad that it was just here and gone. So I finally saw it on video, and I, it was, once they killed this donkey, I was done.
0: And see, I never saw the movie at one time. On cable, I've seen maybe you know the middle a middle half hour, and then I saw the beginning, and then I maybe saw the end, then I saw another half hour. I can't imagine sitting through this movie and watching it all in one stretch. I can't.
1: I did. I watched it all in one stretch. I'm like, oh my god, it's so cool. He's delivering their mail. Hey, guess what, asses? Uh, the the it's still post apocalyptic. Who cares? Then we go
0: still in 1997 to Lolita. The Adrian Lynn uh, With Jeremy Irons. Irons. Yeah, the movie just wasn't very good. I've never read the book, so I, I, Uh I honestly can't tell you how close it is to the source material. But you want to talk about a movie that bored the hell out of me? That was this version.
1: I honestly never saw it. And it wasn't until years later that I realized that it was theatrical because for the longest time I thought it was a made for TV movie so cause did the... I
0: because Showtime made a huge deal of, of debuting it I
1: thought the same thing Brad I thought this was yeah. a
0: Showtime original
1: that's what I thought for the same exact reason Showtime marketed the hell out of it so I, I had no idea that at one point this thing was in theaters like, like you just said it, the first I heard about it was Showtime promoting it I watched it in theaters you did and? really?
0: Yeah, well, you were one of the few people because it only made one. It only made a little over a million dollars of its sixty-two million dollar budget. And I, which brings I, me to another thing: How in the hell did this cost sixty-two million dollars? I watched at, it
2: at um. There was. I went to go see like there's something about Mary or something with a friend of mine. We missed that showing, so I was like, "F you!" and went to the little tiny art house theater
1: across the street that
2: was showing Lolita. Yeah,
1: I'm it, like that's the only never... thing you're
2: showing. I'll watch it.
1: It it never came around here.
0: Yeah, I just, I, I just don't see where the budget went. Mm. I mean, it's a period piece, but it's not really that period, and it really only has three characters in it. Yeah. I do not see where all this budget went.
1: It's Lolita, so it's a first period piece. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, then we go to Father's Day. I've never even seen this one. I saw. I saw this in theaters. Crystal, I never even heard of this till I started looking at this list. Somehow, I totally missed this movie.
1: Oh no, I saw it in theaters. It's a giant commercial for the new Sugar Ray album. Uh, Can you see how it cost eighty-five million dollars? No, other than maybe how. No, I don't see how the hell that cost eighty some million dollars. It's just, it's just a goofy. It's just a goofy comedy with. Billy Crystal and Robin Williams, unless most of the budget for that movie went towards paying their salaries. I have no freaking idea how that cost so damn much. And, well, recreating, I, I don't know, uh, having all of the uh, band scenes in it, maybe? Or, there's a weird Mel Gibson cameo in the movie that's really out of nowhere. I, I have yeah, no idea. has gone insane
0: but, yet at that point.
1: Or, yeah, at least publicly. I like Billy Crystal. I like Robin Williams. You know, I, I went to see it because I liked both of them. And even when you have two funny guys in a movie, if the script's not there, then it's still not going to be very funny. And, you know, I appreciate them trying to put those two guys together and something, but that movie shouldn't have been it.
0: And Well, and then we move on to Turbulence,
1: uh, a movie that was just miscalculated from day one. Turbulence, here's the funny thing about Turbulence. When it came... They, they showed previews for that quite a bit around here in Springfield, and I, I really wanted to see it. I thought it looked kind of fun. And it went <laughs> the weekend that it was supposed to come out, it didn't come to theaters here, and then a week later, it went directly to the second run theater. Like, it went directly to, like, the freaking 99 cent theater. So I went to go see it there, cause I thought the movie looked fun, and, it's it's a pretty bad movie, but I didn't think it was boring, largely because you got Ray Liotta being batshit crazy on a plane for 90 freaking minutes, wielding an axe, running after Lauren Holly. I mean...
0: uh, it, it 1997, what, that little window when people thought Lauren Holly was a movie star, huh? <laughs>
1: I, I like Lauren Holly just fine, but I, I don't have anything against her, at least, but... It was a pretty bad movie that had some entertaining moments in it, because Ray Liotta camped it up quite a bit in the flicks, so I didn't think it was a completely worthless film.
0: And two damn sequels, too. Those there I never were, saw. There were sequels to it?
1: Yeah. The one second of one was a... even
0: theatricals. Uh, Turbulence 2 got a small theatrical release.
1: One of them is about like a ghost, the ghost of a hard rocker that's loose on a plane.
0: That's the second one, Heavy Metal.
2: Okay, I need to watch that then. A ghost of a hard rocker on the plane. Does it go through a, a, a giant tornado as well?
1: I, I never saw it, so I, I don't know. I, I, the sequels, I didn't see.
2: I didn't
0: see, I, I caught part of the second one and, on cable, and that was, I just went, yeah. no,
2: no. Because this one, it was like, there's enough of a story with Ray Liotta going crazy on the plane, and now it's going into a storm.
1: Like, it had the, it had some pretty funny parts, like when the plane goes upside down and, like, Ray Liot is just cackling to himself, like the Joker, like, being bounced all over this plane. And the funny thing is, is, like, to protect the eight passengers on this plane, Lauren Holly hides them all in this closet. And it, like, never shows them again through the rest of the movie. So when this plane is going upside down and stuff, I'm just picturing, like, Nexer being snapped and all this stuff and these people that are just by themselves in this closet that it never cuts back to <laughs> and it does the same thing it does in like all those airplane thrillers where once the main once the main story is done oh and now we got 15 minutes where she has to learn how to land the plane
0: yeah the airplane was the only movie that did that credibly strangely enough you were right yeah all right and then we go to mad city a movie that i thought <laughs> the script might not have been that bad because the plot is not that bad the movie I thought was terrible and plotting like you would not believe
1: I'm with you on that like I got I certainly saw the potential there even in trailers I did because the the story is relatively sound but the movie is like they tried adding this really overblown this really overblown message to a, a movie that felt like it was originally a bad made for TV movie I I didn't, they made characters you were supposed to sympathize for, you didn't really like all that much, and then it just has this bummer of an ending for no reason, really, other than to just give it a downer ending. I'm with you on that.
2: Well, after Michael Phenomenon and White Man's Burden, I was going to have nothing with a John Travolta movie. Alright, and then we come to
0: one of the two Paul Anderson movies I actually like, Event Horizon. Cost 60 million, only made 26. I thought Event Horizon was actually a pretty solid horror sci fi movie till the last 15 minutes, but it worked pretty well and it did play against expectations because the people I were sure were going to survive sure as hell were, did not. Uh I really thought the two survivors were dead meat characters straight out. So that Mm -hmm. did throw me a little bit.
1: I'm I'm with you on Event Horizon. I think it's a I think it's a solid suspenseful little movie. And I agree with you on the last 15 minutes. It does it does really fall apart then and, and gets ri- a little more ridiculous than it should be getting. But it's a it is a fun ride. It it's it's by far his his best movie. I I you know what?
0: Like I said in our video game one. I don't know why, but I liked Mortal Kombat. I probably shouldn't,
2: but I did.
1: Yeah, I Immortal Kombat I don't think is as bad as some of his others, but I like Event Horizon way better.
2: I love Event Horizon. When that was in theaters, I had a friend that watched it, and then he's like, hey, you gotta come check this movie out, and he went and watched it again with me, even though I was like, I've never even heard of this movie. And yeah. I
0: liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. And then we go to the last movie from 97, Warriors of Virtue, a movie that there was after seeing the trailer, there was no way I was going to ever go to go see warriors of virtue. It's, <laughs> it seemed to want to be the nineties never ending story because it it really gives that vibe, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it does. It gives a vibe of something that maybe I would have gone to have seen like in 1991, but it's not in 1997. I was way past movies that look, that look like that. I'll have a double feature of that with never ending story three. I, I was not interested in Warriors of Virtue in any way, shape, or form, and never never saw it.
2: I was too busy watching Cats Don't Dance to watch some Warriors of Virtue movie. (laughs) So you lied last week when you said you hadn't seen it. Ah!
0: Now we'll go back to where we actually should have left off. Monkey Bone, 2001. $75 million, only made seven, well, seven and a half, really. I've never seen Monkey Bone. Scott Murray tells me it's not bad
1: is it when you know how dark it should have been when you know the potential that was there you really see that it was a very mu- that, w- that it was very much a missed opportunity if you go into it blind i don't think the movie's horrible it has some nice kind of darkly funny morbid stuff in there like organs falling out of a guy's chest and landing on a on the grill of a family that's grilling outside which was something for a movie that's PG-13 <laughs> But it when you, it, like I said, when you when you kinda know what's missing and what they did to really tone the movie down, it makes you lose a lot of respect for the film.
2: Well, based on how it was advertised, I went to into that movie expecting something more in the vein of who framed Roger Rabbit and mm-hmm. it
0: was just Yeah, yeah, 'cause it, that's that's the vibe the trailer gave me.
2: Yeah. And so and then it ended up being really dark, and I'm like, whoa. And oh it to should've find been out a... it's supposed to be darker. Yeah. It should have been advertised that it's dark.
1: Oh yeah, it, it 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 if it was really sticking to its source material, it 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 should have been a hell of a lot darker. <laughs> should have been made as a hard R.
0: Not in 2001. Nowadays you might see that, but not back then.
2: I would have liked it if if it was upfront as a hard R and it said this is a dark movie that's gonna screw with you. I would have enjoyed it. Instead, it tried to balance Who Framed Roger Rabbit and like Eraserhead.
0: Then we move on to I've only seen half the movie, Osmosis Jones. I think it was not a bad idea. I just think the puns got to be a little too much and it just wasn't as thought out as it should have been.
1: $75 million made back under 15. I didn't see Osmosis Jones. I you know, I didn't think it looked all that bad from the trailers, but it's a movie that I I just never got around to seeing.
0: Now, we go to one that I've never seen because the trailer looked awful. That James Gandolfini, Robert Redford supposed train wreck The Last Castle. Seventy-two million dollars made back, ballpark thirty. I had no interest in this just from
1: the trailer alone. It, it, I I I thought it looked okay from the trailers. Like, all right, it's like an action movie with Robert Redford and Gandolfini's the bad guy. I I can get behind that. And there's I'm looking at a few movies on this list that I d- just didn't get around to seeing cause, but in 2001 I was very broke, so I <laughs> some of these movies that I did see I didn't see until years later.
2: I've watched it. It's it's okay. It's pretty unrealistic at some times, because, like, most prison movies, they'll make a prison shank out of whatever. Here they build a trebuchet, and I just wasn't buying it. <laughs> ha! This movie, the
0: next one, 3,000 Miles to Graceland. I enjoyed the movie, but it was not the movie that was advertised to me. Basically, every single thing that had—three-quarters of that trailer— happens in the first 15 minutes of 3,000 Miles to Graceland. So I felt the trailer did lie to me. Because remember, they had this monster cast! Spoiler alert, they're all killed in the first 15 minutes. So I can see why
1: that movie pissed some people off. That was advertised differently. The the trailers for that movie, didn't, at least to me anyway, did not indicate in any way, shape, or form that Kevin Costner was the villain. Like, no, the trailer- and,
0: and it really made it seem like Christian Slater had a much larger
1: character, too. Yeah, yeah. But as for the movie itself, I I saw it in theaters and um it's not I didn't think it was very good. I thought the the plot, the the synopsis of it's kind of fun. The execution wasn't great, but it was really fun seeing Kevin Costner play a a villainous Elvis impersonating thief. Like he, he yeah, he, he had, Kevin he Costner,
0: had a, he he was in full Ray Liotta insanity mode in that movie. Yeah,
1: he had a lot of fun in that movie, and to me, to me, that that kind of made it worth watching. He 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 had a good time in that flick. It was it was fun seeing him in that kind of role. But it
0: was very mismarketed because, like I said, when almost the entire trailer is the first 15 minutes of the movie, and most yeah. of the stars that you're saying and starring Christian Slater and starring and starring and starring, they all get killed in the first 15 minutes. You, you you, know you don't know how to market this
2: film properly. I passed on this movie because I'm not a fan of Elvis nostalgia.
0: Well, then next we go to another music-ish movie, Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg. A movie that I think... Okay, Brad, you and I really disagreed on what biopics should be. This should have just been a straight biopic of the guy that replaced Rob Halford in Judas Priest because that's what this was based on. And somehow they just went insane and just made that story, which was an interesting story, into
1: crap. I'll have to take your word for it. I didn't go see Rockstar.
0: I didn't go see it. I, I caught it on cable, but I didn't actually pay to see this thing.
1: I've, I've never... That's still one ahead of me. I, I've never seen Rockstar. I, I remember when it came out, and I was just kind of like, meh, I'll just watch Boogie Nights instead.
2: My sister made me watch this movie because she liked it, and... It's really like only girls really get into this movie, and I think that's what they were targeting, because this movie is just crap.
0: It is. Now we go to I'll have to defer. I have not seen Texas Rangers from from night or from two thousand one thirty eight million dollars made back only about three quarters of a million.
1: The Dawson's Creek Western uh, that looked like a whole lot of noobs, nope, so I stayed away.
2: Dawson's Creek Western direct from the director of Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. What could Steve. go wrong?
1: uh it's also from the director of the day of the dead remake
0: yes (laughs) all right then we'll go on to 2001's the majestic a movie that i didn't think looked bad but and i've never seen the whole movie but i've caught the last half hour and it seems overly sappy and not as well written as it probably could have been
1: no i enjoyed the movie i i did i i liked it i mean it's it's a movie that it kind of manipulates your emotions a little bit. It's got cheesy moments. It's it's a tearjerker flick. It is, but it's very much carried by its performances. Martin Landau's great in it. Jim Carrey definitely carries the film. He's the, the whole speech he gives in front of the House of uh, Un-American Acts Committee at the at the end of the movie is really 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 well done. You know, I only saw the movie once. It's a movie that I'd have no desire to see again, but it worked for me when I saw it. It's a
2: movie I've been meaning to see out of curiosity's sake, but I haven't gotten around to it. Well, then we move on to probably the most famous box office bomb ever,
0: The Adventures of Pluto Nash. $120 million, made back just over $7 million. <sighs> You know what? There are a few moments in the movie I thought were genuinely funny, mainly the Jay Moore stuff. But yeah. I can see that this movie was just miscalculated on every single level.
1: Well, it's obviously a movie that was written in the previous decade before it came out. I mean, it looks like an early to mid '90s movie and feels like a really bad one. Like this, like was this written at the same time as the Super Mario Brothers movie? Because that's what it freaking looks like it just kind of does yeah it just happens to be made in the early 2000s i mean i'll i'll stick up for a bomb you know if if it's if even notorious bombs if i if i really if i still really like them and get some enjoyment out of them this one was bad this one was bad it, except yeah i mean jay Moore can make me laugh at more or less anything but and the
0: only other one joke the non-jay Moore joke that made me laugh is when they put the uh, rocket shell in the wrong end and it falls uh-huh. out and blows him up, I thought that was mildly amusing because it just—it was such a sl- a stupid slapstick moment that I just went, I don't know why I laughed at that, but that was funny.
1: Uh, and it—I it, barely remember that. I just remembered like this movie is miserable. It looks miserable, and Eddie Murphy looks like he wants to be anywhere else but this movie.
0: <laughs> I was working at the movie theater at the time. We sold, I think four tickets at the whole week that we ran that movie <laughs> i think no nice. that's not as bad as one of the ones coming up we only sold two tickets an entire week for mm-hmm. one of the upcoming movies yeah i didn't watch this now we go to treasure planet 180 million dollars actually not that bad of a bomb in comparison to some of these others it made back 109 million dollars so while it did lose 70 million bucks that's not so bad can compared to, like, Texas Rangers or something, which didn't even make a million back. I thought Treasure Planet was, eh. It was just Treasure Island set in space. Did this need to be almost $200 million? Did it?
1: <laughs> I didn't I didn't go see Treasure Planet. I had some of the toys, though, just from going to McDonald's. The but... only
0: reason I saw it is I worked at the theater at the time. You yeah, really get bored after a while, and you watch movies you would never have watched on your own.
1: Yeah, I worked at a movie theater, too, and you're exactly right.
2: I remember the trailers for it. It's Disney, though. It actually looked like it would be visually okay, but I would never watched it.
0: All right, now we come to the, the movie that I only sold two tickets in an entire week for, Ballistic X vs. Sever. A movie that I've heard the director's cut on DVD makes a little more sense. I'm calling bullshit on that. I don't think this movie could ever make sense, no matter how much editing you did on ballistic x versus sever this movie cost 90 million didn't even make back 20 well and the title's not even accurate it's because they don't even versus in most of the movie
1: that's not even accurate it should be x and sever because that's what the movie's about it's about two competing what are they are they hitmen spies spies uh, or, or something i i i I keep, you know what? I actually keep meaning to sit down and watch this again. Brian really, really loves this movie, and I'm like, oh, maybe if I sat down and watch it again, maybe I'll like. Actually, I don't even know if I saw it all the way through the first time around. I think once I saw something about like sp- mechanical spider viruses or so- something like I can't freaking remember. Uh, some virus they're trying to unleash. Barely remember anything about this movie, quite honestly.
2: I remember when it came out, it immediately reminded me of that film Assassins, and I'm like, did they just replace Stallone with what's-her-face?
1: Lucy Liu. Lucy Lou. Lou.
0: K19 The Widowmaker. 135 million bucks, made 65 million. Just not my kind of movie. I never saw it.
1: I didn't go see this movie. I do a fantastic Harrison Ford impression, but I don't know if I could do it with him in a Russian accent, so I had to stay away.
0: Is it better than Sean Connery's quote-unquote <laughs> Russian accent?
1: Well, it's Sean Connery. So Sean Connery just uses his own accent in everything. <laughs> so, like, I mean, Harrison Ford wasn't just speaking as Harrison Ford. He was using an accent. And around this, honestly, yeah, around this time, I was in between a lot of jobs at this time and was barely making anything. And there there was a period where I didn't go to the theater to see a lot of movies. And it was the period between, like, 2001 and... 2003, or really, eventually I would watch a lot of them when they hit video. But a lot of movies like K19 and The Last Castle, Moses Jones, stuff like that, I would just I had just forgotten about by the time they hit video.
2: I haven't seen this. In fact, I thought the movie was about a mountain.
1: <laughs>
0: you're thinking You're thinking of K2. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now we go to Hearts War. Never saw it, so I defer.
1: I honestly thought this looked kind of good, and when the movie came out, I had heard it was okay. I, I remember reading some reviews for it that were really positive, especially, I mean, this was around when Colin Farrell was first starting to get kind of big, and the reviews for him in this movie were really damn good. I This seems to be one that, like, yeah, it bombed, but I heard it wasn't a a bad flick for for those who saw it.
2: Remember the trailers and never saw it. I wanted to see
0: it, but passed on it. Apparently you were just like everybody else since it only made 32 million of its 95 million dollar budget back. Now this next one, like we were talking about with Lolita, I didn't even know Detox aka ICU the Robert Patrick Stallone movie. I didn't even know this ever was theatrical. This thing went straight to video in my area and apparently in most of the country. That's after it sat on the shelf for over two years. When Mm -hmm. you've got a Stallone vehicle that costs $55 million that you can't find a release date for for two years, there Mm -hmm. are major problems with the movie. I never saw it. I probably should. I just remember when I first saw this hit video at Target, and I was like, wait a minute. A new Stallone movie that never even went to
1: theaters? Seriously? It's kind of, if you're a huge Stallone fan like I am I mean it's interesting to check out to see the like the closest thing Stallone's come to being in a slasher film like because of that it's 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 almost worth it for that kind of like kitsch value it isn't very good I'm when it's a Stallone thriller or a Stallone action flick I'm usually very 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 lenient like even if i really really don't like it i'm even still like well it was still worth watching for me just as a stallone a stallone completist i can watch a bad stallone action movie i i can i can't however watch a bad stallone comedy (laughs) yet yet there's none of those on this list which is scary i i can't watch a bad stallone comedy i i i can't but not so much for the fault of stallone or anything just a bad comedy is a bad comedy it's a horrible time so like as if you're a stallone completist i would say check it out
2: there's no stallone comedy on this list no stopper. my mom will shoot or rhinestone actually huh.
0: I, is rhinestone actually meant as a comedy or did it just turn out to be one
1: no that was meant as a comedy oh, okay all
2: right then we move
0: on to i only caught this movie on cable so thankfully again i didn't pay for it the Rollerball remake, which was so misguided. Not only did, did, did I think that the James Con original didn't need a remake, but this movie was one of that. Remember in the early 2000s when they thought if a shot lasted more than four frames, people would lose lose interest? Yeah. This movie was edited by a schizophrenic autistic child. This movie yeah. never, I mean, I don't think four frames go by without an edit to another angle. It's It, it gave me a headache
1: it it's when like a when a really solid director tries to make a movie that's not in his style in the in the style of one of those really quick cut music video action movie directors. John McTiernan directed this. He's a fantastic action movie director and he just did it in a poor style that he shouldn't have freaking done. I don't know why he would think that that style would be better than his style of directing. It's it's not. The movie gives you a headache. And besides, who wants to see a PG-13 Rollerball starring Chris Klein? And L.O. Cool J. Yeah, yeah. No.
2: Yeah, well, I heard about this movie before it came out. and I'm like, John McTiernan remaking Rollerball? Oh, this ought to be good. And I just carelessly went there. Uh, You didn't watch any trailers or read any reviews and totally regretted it. I hated this movie. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, and there's that part where, like, 15 minutes of the movie is shot night vision, and it gave me a
1: headache, and... The one thing, like, I will say, though, is that, like, you know how we've talked before about how we get annoyed at a lot of remakes? Like, even if one is good, or even if it's bad, regardless of that, it's still annoying, because when you talk about the original, you now from now on out, you always have to say, you always have to specify the original blah 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 you know my favorite horror movie is the original dawn of the dead with rollerball you really don't have to when you talk about rollerball when you're like rollerball is awesome you really don't have to specify everyone knows you're... nobody thinks the remake was good yeah everyone knows you're talking about the original
0: <laughs> then we move on to a movie i wanted to see i still want to I never saw Death to Smoochie, and depending on who I ask, some people say this movie is the worst film ever, it deserved to bomb, and other people say, dude, this movie was absolutely brilliant and subversive, you need to see it.
1: I thought it was brilliant. I, you really need to see Death to Smoochie. You really, really do. I, th- I think it's a movie that didn't have its audience in 2002, and over time, it kind of has. I mean, it takes children's television and just makes just it just turns it into a dark mess of perverts and crime bosses and sex fiends and all of this and it's just freaking bonkers. I I I really, really enjoyed it.
2: I love Death to Smoochie too. It's but generally I've liked everything Danny DeVito's directed, but Death to Smoochie was awesome.
0: I'll try yeah. and check it out. I just I just missed it and I never got around to it, so I haven't been avoiding it, it's just one of those probably will sit on the bottom of the to-watch
1: stack for a while. I, Even, I, think you would, I think you would really like it, honestly. This is a much, I mean, it's a comedy, but it's a very dark comedy, and the character that he plays in it, it's pretty dark.
0: I, um, I could tell from the trailer it was a dark comedy. All right, now we move on to a movie that I think could have been good, but to this day we've still never seen its original form, Imposter which was originally, this is the Gary Sinise, Vincent D'Onofrio movie. This was originally made as a 25 to 30 minute short film that was part of an anthology that never came out. For whatever reason, the studio thought this one is strong enough that it can make its own movie. So they threw another $25 million at it and said, get it to feature length. And it's boring as hell. You can tell this movie is padded to the gills to reach 90 minutes i want to see the original 25 to 30 minute version i have a feeling that was a pretty decent movie
1: maybe it would be interesting to uh find out what scenes were added and just take out those scenes and look at it like that
0: i tried to do that when i watched it about a year ago i tried to figure out what was the original and what was shot six months later and Uh to their credit they do a good job blending them i can't really tell what was originally there and what was added. So to their credit they did a good job. It just is a boring as hell movie that really would have worked better at the half hour mark.
1: It looked it, t- it looked boring to me. I, I I didn't go see it when it when it came out.
2: I didn't see it either.
1: Then let's just move on to Big Trouble. Never saw it. No interest, don't care. I saw it. I saw it in the theater. It didn't work. You can't you can't have a, it's it's an ensemble film with a lot of different parallel storylines going on very much like a a movie like shortcuts or magnolia or a thing like that but you can't do a movie like that that has about 20 main characters and have it only be like a 90 minute movie you can't do that it's gonna feel rushed you're not gonna get to know any of these people where you have that many leads it's gotta be longer than 90 minutes It, it, it does That movie didn't work for me.
2: Well, I've read the book by Dave Barry, and the ensemble works for a book. The movie is like a really rushed synopsis of the book, but it still has the same tone that Dave Barry had with his novel.
0: Well, did it seem like the $40 million was on screen? Because that seems like a lot for the type Um, of movie it is.
1: Yeah, kind of. I can see that with with all of the actors who were in it. Some of the more actiony set pieces in the thing i I can see i can see where the 40 million dollars went
0: all right and then let's move on to 2003 another one of the most famous bombs ever i've never made it all the way through this movie if it wasn't for christopher walken i would have never even made it as far into geely as as i did 74 million dollars only made back just over seven from the parts i've seen this movie deserves its reputation of how bad it is gobble gobble
1: it it i no, i don't think it's that bad it's it's not great but it's not that bad it, it, this is it's just a cheesy romance with gangsters i've seen way worse than this thing this is a movie that hey, come on this thing was this thing was this thing wasn't going to make it from the start at that point everyone had, had had enough of that relationship and all the media that that relationship between the two of them the, that the two of them were getting there was no way this thing was going to succeed without getting blasted and in all think, honesty
0: I, from the parts i've seen they don't have any on-screen chemistry at all
1: the, but the thing is is they're not supposed to she's a lesbian in the movie they're not supposed to have that kind of chemistry which that wasn't advertised in the trailers at all <laughs> no <laughs> uh, it, it wasn't they're, so they're not supposed to have chemistry like that they aren't this is it, this movie got trashed because it starred the two of them if the two of them were not in a relationship when it came out and they were not all over the media like they were i'm not saying that this movie would have gotten very good reviews i i still don't think it probably would have it wouldn't have gotten as tarnished as it did cuz the movie i think the movie has some funny parts in it but i mean but it, like i like i said it, it's not the best freaking movie in the world but it's so not That bad.
2: I've only seen clips from Geely. I haven't even seen the whole movie, and the clips have usually been presented in the "look how bad this is" kind of fashion. So, well, then
0: we move on to a movie I've never seen: Gods and Generals. I defer.
1: Three and a half hour, three and a half four hour Ted Turner Civil War thing. No, I didn't go see that.
2: I didn't see it, but I saw. I thought it was honestly a sequel to Gettysburg.
1: It is. Or it's a prequel, I think.
0: 2003's Timeline. $80 million, made back $43 million, so it made back half its budget. I thought this movie looked idiotic from the get-go, and it looked like a sci-fi channel movie with a mega budget to me. I didn't care.
1: Me neither. I didn't. I, I, I didn't care. Nothing about the trailers of that movie interested me in any way, shape, or form, so I, I just never saw it.
2: This is the one I'm thinking, yeah. This is the one where I read the Michael Crichton book, like half of it but it was his most boring book ever. I decided to watch the movie which took out the boring parts and I hated the movie so I'm like, oh, if that's what happens in the rest of the book when he's not spending five pages describing how castles were built, then yeah, I don't like either of them. Well, then we move on to
0: the next two are well the next th- the next few are really bloated movies. The Alamo from 2004, 145 million bucks made back 25 Based on the trailer alone, I had no interest in this movie at all. And then to hear about all the the behind-the-scenes shenanigans and the recutting, this movie was doomed from the get-go.
1: Yeah, it had a bad marketing campaign. There wasn't anything very interesting in any of the trailers for this. The movie itself isn't terrible. It's not the best movie made about the Alamo, really. That honor goes to uh, Pee-Wee's Big Adventure. It's. I don't think it's a terrible film, but it, it's it's one of it's like John Carter syndrome where the marketing of this really freaking killed this movie.
2: I watched it in theaters. It was okay. It wasn't nothing to remember.
0: All right, and then we've got the Jackie Chan around the world in eighty days. Again, the trailers completely told me you will not like this movie. Don't even bother. So I'm deferring.
1: It looked like one of those movies where, like, oh man, if this were made in the '60s, it'd have like all of these it was made in the 60s if it no but the kind of movie back then that would have all of these big stars in it and and stuff and then it comes out and then it bombs which is exactly what happened in 2004 so if that's the kind of movie they were trying to make they did
2: they they technically can succeeded huh i totally passed on this movie from the trailer so i was like nope not doing it yeah to me the trailers
0: made it look like a hallmark original I really don't see where the hundred and forty million dollars went, but that's just I haven't seen the whole film, so
2: From the director of The Water Boy, that's all I needed to know. Thanks.
0: Yep. <laughs> I, I believe Dave put on our on our comic book show Catwoman's not a real movie. Stop trying to convince me it is. Say that again. The Catwoman. Hellberry Catwoman, I caught it on cable. What a miscalculated disaster this was. This was this was never gonna be a hit. I to me this is a tax shelter movie.
1: It's it's not a good-looking movie. It's not a well-made movie. It's not even fun as a bad film. You can't even get that kind of entertainment out of it. No, nothing about that movie is any good. I never
0: watched it. Brad, we talked about this movie a little bit on our Oliver Stone show. I've still never seen Alexander because I don't know what damn version to see. There's only, like, four different cuts available.
1: Yeah, it, even in terms of, like, bombs, like, it's it cost two hundred million dollars, made a hundred and sixty seven million. Yeah, it didn't the, lose that much. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, it lost some there, but like, at least it made a hundred and sixty million seven million dollars. At least there's that. I and guess. I'm sure
0: the forty million it was in deficit there. I'm sure cable and video mm-hmm. closed that gap up.
1: Yeah, Alexander's is a fairly boring movie. It it it's not. To, to even watch it for like it, for bad movie value, it's not it's not really even campy enough for that, really.
2: I watched it on cable. I don't know which cut it was. I'm imagining it's probably like the David Dakota cut because it was just a, like two hours of shortless dudes. Move on to a movie I, I actually
0: want to see because the trailers didn't look bad. And the fact that the author tried to have his name removed from the movie version of Sahara makes me want to see it just to see... If it's really that bad, two hundred and forty one million dollars, but it did make a hundred and twenty million, so it lost a lot
1: and it cost a lot. but is Sahara that bad well it, I mean it's just forgettable it is it's just a forgettable movie, but just don't have your movie cost two hundred and forty one million freaking dollars. How about that? Why don't you start from there and plus, what did they think was gonna happen the last time they tried doing a movie? involving these characters it was raise the titanic another notorious bomb maybe they thought tastes had changed i don't know but just right there some sometimes movies are just unnecessarily too damn expensive and that's one of them
2: oh we've got a couple more of those coming up i totally passed on this movie when it came out it it didn't interest me well then we move on to stealth
0: one of not only the dumbest movies ever but what set the bar low for movie pitches ever. This movie was literally pitched as, it's Jaws, but this time the shark is a stealth plane. Mm -hmm. It was sold on that pitch. That shows you how creatively bankrupt Hollywood was by 2005.
1: I could totally buy Jessica Biel as a fighter pilot.
0: And with her weird sexual tension there with the the, the then-not-really-that-famous Jamie Foxx,
1: yeah, that that was funny because the movie was released after he won the Oscar for Ray. So I remember seeing previews for this and be like, "Oh, okay." So they're releasing now movies he obviously made before he made Ray.
0: Yeah, and then he's killed halfway through. Again,
2: spoiler alert. Sorry. I went and watched it based on the stupid goofiness of its concept. I'm like, "Oh, this movie's going to be a delight," and how bad it is. But no, it was just dumb.
0: Alright, now we go to one. Again, defer, The Great Raid. I never even heard of this movie before this list.
1: I've never heard of this. I do not know what this movie is. Me neither. Yeah,
0: then we'll just skip The Great Raid. Cost 80 million, made back 10. Sounds like a really expensive art film. Then we come to a movie that should have been good. The 2005 Ray Bradbury A Sound of Thunder. Brilliant short story. Brilliant adaptation for the Ray Bradbury Theater TV series. They changed everything. This movie is so bad. I don't know where the 80 million bucks went. There's actually a scene where Edward Burns and his char- the character is his niece are walking on a street in future Chicago, and you can clearly see they're walking in place, and the ba- and the green screen backdrop is what's moving. That's how bad this movie is. And somehow, if you guys can find the trailer and then watch the movie, the special effects are better and more integrated into the background in the trailer than they are in the actual movie. How do you do that?
1: I wanted that movie to be good. I did because I like Edward Burns. So it's like, oh, I love Ray
0: Bradbury.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and, um. Uh, I, I like Edward Burns Was like, oh, Edward Burns is in a big budget movie. Maybe this will be his big break into some more mainstream features or something. And no, that movie sucked. And it's got Ben
0: Kingsley and Ben Kingsley looks like Gary Busey's taint in this movie. Oh,
2: mm-hmm. Ben Kingsley's hair in this movie is, is the, the one where all the money went. And that's why the movie's also bad. Ben Kingsley's hair. Just find a screenshot of Ben Kingsley's hair and that's all you need to know about this movie.
0: Triple X, State of the Union. This is the sequel, right? Yeah. Okay, I'd never even bothered. I I, I enjoyed the first film probably more than I should have, but, you know, it was kind of like, what if James Bond were EXTREME! But, I don't know, I had no interest in the sequel at all, and I'm not an Ice Cube fan, so that didn't help.
1: Yeah, Ice Cube as as, as an action hero, as a secret agent, no. I didn't really care that much for the first one, but watching triple x state of the union which thanks 2000s for giving us a pg-13 movie that's called triple x it looked like watching just a direct-to-video sequel of the first one like it didn't even look like it even had the i
0: actually of the- thought it that i thought it was a direct-to-video sequel yeah. at first and i'm like this is theatrical
1: yeah, yeah I-,
2: I never knew it was theatrical i thought it was a direct-to-video
1: no, no, it was out briefly. <laughs> briefly. And I I remember uh Ebert and Roper reviewing it and neither one of them liked it, but Roper got really mad at Ebert because he didn't think Ebert hated it enough.
0: All right, now we've got another one I don't know. Stay from 2005. Never even heard of it.
1: No, I've heard of it, but it just didn't look like that interesting of a movie, so I never I I didn't see it when it came out.
0: Me neither. 2005's nomad again never never even heard of it before this so i defer
1: Nah, I, that no I, I don't even remember that coming out
2: oh that's because it was a russian movie that came out in russia oh okay well it apparently got a u.s theatrical release
0: but it cost 40 million only made three then we ghost in 2006 all the king's men 55 million bucks made back just under 10 never saw
1: it that just looked that just screamed like unintentionally hilarious freaking Oscar bait from the trailer like Sean Penn might as well have been screaming to the camera give me another fucking Oscar like j- jesus the level of freaking just oh that one the-
0: okay the okay the Sean Penn one okay i did yeah. see the trailer for this i didn't mm-hmm. recognize the title though
1: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's that one, and you could just tell the level of false ambition to that thing, just how they they really wanted to suck up to the Academy with that flick, and it did not work. It was over the top and cheesy as hell.
0: Sounds like that movie within the movie and What Just Happened, starring Sean Penn. Damn it, Michael Wincott just wanted that dog to die!
1: <laughs>
0: if anyone hasn't seen What Just Happened, that's t- they'll be totally lost at that, but see the movie, it's funny. I haven't seen it. Now we're back to Ben Kingsley's hair, 2006, Blood Rain. I love uh, that movie. Guys, you just go back and listen to our interview with Uwe Boll. You'll know why this movie is that bad.
1: Oh, yeah. This is one to, like, put in and have uh, some drinks with uh, your friends and uh, kill about 90 minutes.
0: And see if you can get drunker than Michael Madsen, according to that interview.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, I've seen it. I I think it's delightful.
1: But it's it's bad movie.
2: Then we 2006's Flyboys. Never
0: saw
1: it. Defer. I don't know what I would rather watch less, Flyboys or Red Tails.
0: Aren't they the same movie?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. One of them's uh just uh the, the Tuskegee the Tuskegee Airmen with CGI. You had
2: James Franco as a World War One pilot with frosted hair. I was the, the trailers unsold me.
0: Next one, 2007's Lucky You. Again, don't know this
1: one. Unfortunately this is one that I, I actually heard wasn't that bad, but I think it sat on the shelf for a couple of years and by the time it came out this fad had just kind of passed. It was it was made it was made at the height of the uh televised Texas Hold'em fad, you know, when you had celebrity poker, you had all of these different poker shows on TV, so then they made this movie, they made a Texas Hold'em movie with they Eric. They
0: made a TV series uh, too of that.
1: Yeah, with yeah. Michael so
0: Madsen they, again.
1: Yeah, and so they have Lucky You, which is this cards movie with Eric Banna. I've heard it's not that bad, but it just sat on the shelf for a while, and then when it came out, the fad had kind of passed a little bit. I never watched it.
0: Well, and then we come to The Invasion, a movie I boycotted out of principle alone. There's already been two official adaptations of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and you already hit your peak in 1978. A 2007 Nicole Kidman, Daniel Craig one that's full of CGI and changes everything? No, you've lost me just on all that.
1: And it wasn't even entertaining either. It was boring. You know, I like Daniel Craig. I like Daniel Craig a lot, but the movie. It just wasn't interesting. And again, how you you can't top you can't top the previous ones that worked. Whether it's the Donald Sutherland one, whether it's I like the Abel Ferrara one, uh, and and this one it's like okay, let's make it again, but let's not make it very entertaining.
2: I've seen bits and pieces of it on cable, and it just doesn't seem that interesting. It wasn't enough to like. Well, I I should go watch this whole movie now. From what I've seen, but nah. Well, then we come to probably the biggest headache
0: I've ever had. I didn't see this in the theater, but that I've ever had watching a movie, and that was 2008 Speed Racer. Why didn't – okay, Brad, you mentioned last week, why didn't they just make some movies as straight-out cartoons? Uh Uh-huh. Why was this live action? There was more CGI in this than all three Star Wars prequels together. This should have just been a damn animated movie.
1: I'll bet they're kicking themselves that they made this movie before the whole 3D craze.
0: Why? Because then they could have actually
1: given people seizures Pokemon-style? Because <laughs> you know they would have made this, this shot this freaking thing in 3D. You know, I don't was... give them
0: ideas to go post-convert and re-release this, alright?
1: <laughs> I was told to stay away from this movie because I'm epileptic, so I never saw it.
0: I actually think it—I'm mean, not being a jerk or an asshole about this—it probably would have given you seizures— This Mm -hmm. was—you thought Rollerball was a quick-cut movie? This actually makes
2: Rollerball look like the shots linger. And every single shot is just a different color palette. It's just like red, blue, red, 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 purple, red, white. You know, it's—oh, God, it
1: hurts. And and also, I wasn't a fan of the show, so— I I didn't didn't like the
0: original
2: show either, and it it just— everything about Speed Racer was misguided,
1: I thought. I I
2: was a huge fan of the show, and this movie— Does not do it justice. This movie's terrible. There's already a a Speed Racer movie, which is actually just two episodes, but they call it the Speed Racer movie. Watch that instead. That's fun. Now we
0: come to Uwe Boll again, In the Name of the King, a Dungeon Siege tale. I can see where the 70 million went, and I know it's a Statham movie, so you might want to defend it, Brad, but it's a bad movie. It really is a bad flick.
1: Oh, I love Statham, and I'll go see anything that Statham is in, but I'll admit it when one is bad, and this one's. This one's bad, and yeah, I can tell where the seventy million went because this movie was originally shot as a much, much longer movie. And when you have when you can't even get entertainment out of Jason Statham being a badass, you've done something freaking wrong.
2: I got kind of a, a kick out of it, mostly in a bad movie kind of way. I mean, it's not a very good movie.
0: Well, I hate to say this, I thought the sequel was better. When, when a the Dolph Lundgren movie is better than Ray Liotta chewing his lines like he thinks he's Jeremy Irons in Dungeons & Dragons. There's a problem.
1: I didn't think it was technically better, but it was more watchable. It was more
0: entertaining, sense.
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's right, a and third then, one coming out soon.
0: Yeah, yeah. W- with uh, Dolph Lundgren again. Then we've got the another Eddie Murphy just ego train wreck meet Dave. I caught this movie on cable. I can kind of see where the budget went maybe not a full hundred million it was just a bad idea straight from the get-go i thought
1: if what you do what you need to do is track down everything that bill corbett has said about the movie bill corbett from mystery science theater wrote the script as things happen a lot of stuff got changed along the way like Um, i said eddie murphy this was clearly an ego vehicle for mm -hmm. him and Bill Corbett wrote a whole big thing about what the entire process was of writing that movie, selling it, all the stuff that got changed. And I don't even know if he said he even ever saw the final product. I, I don't know. Did you? Maybe me? Parts. Not I, I watched parts of it because I like Bill Corbett and I was curious. Uh, but it just tracking down a Bill Corbett story about the movie is worth it more than just sitting down and watching the movie.
2: I never wanted to see this movie. It didn't... No. At first, when
0: I saw Delgo, I'm like, Delgo, Delgo, what is that? That's that animated one, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, then I never saw it, but I didn't even recognize the the name at first. And it didn't even make a million of its $40 million budget back, so apparently mm-hmm. no one else did
1: either. Yeah, that, that movie just came and went. Like, even when Oogie Loves bombed as bad as we'll it did... We'll be talking about that. Yeah, uh, I mean, you still... Saw it in the news how it, you know, set that freaking record, but Delgo just came and frickin' went. Like, I saw a previews for it, and just thought like, okay, well that looks like something I'll never see. And then just didn't think about it again. But yeah, it's this notorious freaking flop, and no one really cares enough to even remember it, is that?
2: I've never heard of this movie until just now. See, mm. that's the problem.
0: I think the Will Ferrell Land of the Lost is the most offensive movie i've ever seen to its source material mm. this is not a land of the lost movie this is the we hate land of the lost but we have to make it because the studio wants us to let's hate fuck that show that's what land of the lost is to me
1: i'm gonna have to take your word for it i i'm so not a will ferrell fan will ferrell like screaming about dinosaurs and stuff because that's all he does is just scream about nonsense for no reason whatsoever no not for me and also danny
0: mcbride plays the exact same character he's played in every single film he's ever been in imagine
1: that huh now danny mcbride i like danny mcbride i think is funny and when someone is succeeds at being funny I don't have a problem if they play similar characters over and over again. I mean, look that that's not a new thing. Look at the Marx Brothers, the Stooges. Look at a lot of the characters Bill Murray has played. Look at Woody Allen. If you're really if if you have if you're really good at playing that comedic character, I don't have a problem with that, and I like Danny McBride. And I think honestly, I think it's some movies. He's, he's not always the same. I've seen him be much darker in, in some of his flicks. So I, I do like Danny McBride. I at least like him way better than Will Ferrell.
2: I watched this on cable just a couple weeks ago, and I only made it about halfway through. I was hating it the whole time. And then when Will Ferrell and Danny McBride are singing share songs to dinosaurs, I was done.
0: Yeah, th- this movie, like I said, the only way to put it is it's a hate f- to the to the original show. Now, next we come to 2010's The Nutcracker in 3D. There was no way you were ever going to get me to see this, so I defer.
1: There was no way it was ever going to make 90 million freaking dollars. This thing looked depressing. It looked like if you crossed The Nutcracker with Schindler's List.
2: There's this one guy that follows Geek Juice that emails me all the time to watch this movie because of how bad it is, but I haven't gotten around to it because, honestly, I'm not interested in The Nutcracker at all. Okay, and then
0: next we come to 2010's A Movie I've Never Heard Of. How do you know? With a hundred and twenty million dollar budget, it's a comedy starring Paul Rudd and Jack Nicholson.
2: How in the hell does this cost a hundred and twenty million dollars? It's from know. the director of As Good As It Gets.
1: Yeah, uh, I like James L. Brooks, and I and like I wanted the movie to be good, because I I do like James L. Brooks, but I don't know. That was just him on an off day or something. I don't know how the hell that cost 120 million dollars. I that I couldn't frickin' tell you, but I mean the performances are fine. Uh, um, you know, Jack of course is 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 Jack. Jack's always fun. I uh, uh, it was just it was just forgettable, and I didn't really care about anything that was going on 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 the screen. And it was just, it was just a disappointment all around because I, I do like James L Brooks.
0: Did you ever even hear of this one, Alex? No, I haven't. Speaking of our next one, we all discussed this off mic. None of us have ever heard of burnt by the sun two Exodus, let alone burnt by the sun one.
1: Yeah. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> no, no, I didn't see these. What the
0: hell it's considering that, uh, almost all of the cast and crew, end in an OV in their name, I'm gonna go
2: Russian. Yeah, this is a Russian movie that was made in Russia and bombed in Russia.
0: 55 million bucks, only made back eight. Never even heard of either of these. I've never seen this next film, Mars Needs Moms, but I am a huge fan of Berkeley Breathed, who you you guys might know from the Bloom County comic strip and the Opus Mm. comic strip and that. He wrote the original book that this was based on. Now, he has basically said, I want nothing to do with that movie. It's not even close to my book. I've never read the book. I don't know because I really like Berkeley Breathed. So even if they followed a small portion of his book, this might have potential. $175 million of potential? I don't yeah. think it was ever going to make that back.
1: No, it was this movie was never going to make 175 million dollars. If you're going to do a movie called Mars Needs Moms, don't have it cost 175 million dollars.
2: It seemed way too childish for me. Mars Needs Moms. I was like, no. Well, it was it
0: was made for about 12 year olds. That's what the book was written for. Well, and the next we come to, I'm a comic book fan. I couldn't bring myself to see Green Lantern. Uh, the trailers alone showed me that, okay, they got that wrong, that wrong, that wrong. That's just stupid. What the hell was that? There was no way I was going to give money to this $325 million dud.
1: The Green Lantern wasn't very good. It it really sucked. You cannot have an origin story of the Green Lantern, and it's only like 100 minutes long. It's pretty rushed. Your plot points are established and then just forgotten about like this whole relationship with like him and his nephew or some shit. Things just go nowhere, the actors have no chemistry, the movie is rushed, clearly a lot was cut out of this thing, and this is another case of movies sometimes are just too damn expensive. $325 million budget.
0: Oh, there's actually one more that's even worse on this.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Seriously. Calm the f*** down with the budget, people.
2: I'm not a comic book person so I passed on this. I'm like, "Nah, nah I'm not going to watch it." Well, apparently everyone else said the same thing.
1: Maybe if it had a reasonable budget, it would have been fine cuz the movie brought in $219 million. So
0: it's if it really has... sad when that's still not even, you know, you're only a
1: little over half of your budget there. Yeah. It's like you brought in over $200 million. That should be a freaking hit, but it's not because you made your movie for 325 million. Really, dude? Like, come on, calm the f- down with that. And
0: next we come to a movie there was no way I was gonna see the trailer alone, and I'm a huge fan of the Robert E. Howard Conan stories. I grew up reading the comic books. I love the original John Milius Conan movie. Oh yeah. There was no way Matrix Conan was ever going to be viewed by me. So appreciate- maybe it's actually good. I will I will never know because going like with my Joss Whedon hatred. I will never
1: watch this movie. F- this film. Conan the Barbarian. I appreciate that they did release a hard-R Conan movie. I like Jason Momoa. What? I love Stephen Lang. I didn't see it because that weekend I was at something else.
2: I really, really enjoy the, older, the 80s Conan movies with Schwarzenegger to the point where when this came out, I'm like, I don't want to watch this. I don't want to remember this when I think of Conan.
1: Well so, sometimes it's, it is it is from what I hear, it's more faithful to the source material, but that doesn't always mean better movie.
2: I'm completely unfamiliar with the source material. So See,
1: the way uh, I look at it, remember like what you said
0: about rollerball? Yeah. That's like this. I hate the fact that I have to say the nineteen eighty one Conan now.
1: Give it a few years; it, it's going to be like the remake of Rollerball, where you can just talk about Conan the Barbarian, and people will know exactly what you're talking about.
0: Now we move on to the most expensive. Well, technically, it's not the the biggest money loser, but the most expensive bomb on this list. 2012's John Carter. Brad, you and I did a whole show on whether this pulp stuff just doesn't translate, which I guess Conan would technically fall into as well. I still have not seen the movie, but I, I've I've read the original books. They're not bad books. What happened? Again, did your movie need to cost $350 million? I'll, I'll give you that, but it brought in $282 million and it's still a bomb. How
1: does yeah. that happen? Right, and, and this movie was marketed horribly, horribly. It got to the point where I was sick of seeing the trailers to this thing, because the trailers were just boring uninteresting with a really really just unappealing title it just looked dreary as hell and then i went to go see it for the site and i'm watching this like this is nothing like the trailer this is significantly freaking better than the trailer why didn't they advertise this movie okay the movie's not perfect but it's entertaining it's like, somebody made, actually, a fan trailer for it that was way more accurate to the tone of the movie. And it was a much better trailer. And it was, like, freaking fan-made. Basically, like, watching, like, a lost Dino De Laurentiis big-budget sci-fi movie from from the 80s. I didn't think it was that bad of a movie. I didn't. I Look, I, I don't know if it's something I'd own, really, or, or go out and watch it again, but I didn't regret watching it. It was a hell of a lot better than I thought it was going to be.
2: It was actually on TV Thursday night, and I watched it. Um, it's not bad. I kind of enjoyed it. Well, and then we go on to another one I've never
0: heard of, Food Fight, from what the- from 2012, 65 million made, seventy three thousand dollars. So it's a pretty good bomb.
1: <laughs> I, right? I think I think that's I think that's around what the snob movie brought in, but it worked out because my movie didn't cost 65 million dollars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Your movie also didn't cost seventy three thousand dollars. <laughs> Have you ever seen Food Fight?
1: I've never heard of it
2: <laughs> sixty five million and it only made seventy three thousand that is horrible whoa and then I'm looking at the cast here charlie Sheen, hillary Duff, Wayne Brady, Christopher Lloyd.
1: Is this animated?
2: Yeah, it's animated, oh okay but they don't even have a picture for it on on wikipedia
0: well okay brad now we'll go to the final one on this list but there is one more i want to mention that i can't understand why isn't on this list oogie loves big balloon adventure go
1: oh oogie loves here's a movie that the only reason this went to theaters was for that gimmick that kids are supposed to dance otherwise dear god would this thing have been a a direct-to-video release this thing was made to just be a direct-to-video release i mean it's the with the 65 million dollar budget i don't know where the hell that money went apparently a lot of it went into advertising i don't even know where that money went because i barely saw this thing advertised and the 60 million i have no idea this movie looks like It it seriously looks like you're playing, like, an old, like, really, really bad, like, CDI game or something. That's the level of special effects in this. Like, really, really not good, tacky 50-cent video game special effects with really bad green screen and really bad creepy mascot costumes. Like, this was just a mistake all a freaking round. Who wants to take their kids to a movie? one that's horrible and two that they have to get up and dance and freaking make noise and be annoying during yeah okay
2: my daughter rented it from the Redbox a couple weeks ago and she hated it she sat there just she felt it was condescending that's not the and, word and, she and, used uh, but every time but that they're l- like l- lily is how old she was six a couple weeks ago when she it's watched very this. She's condescending. seven now Every time that they're like, come on, let's get up and do this, she would just give the movie this dirty look and say, no.
1: Yeah, it's very, very condescending and also kind of teaches your kid to kill themselves, frankly, like the level of physics that this movie knows. Like, there you go. If you want to get that balloon that's on the edge, you just got to tilt your body off this cliff at a 90 degree angle. Then you'll get the balloon and catch it. No, you'll die.
0: All right, and then I also want to mention, and I don't know why it's not on this list, but the 2006 Tom Sizemore, Catherine Heigl movie, Zizix Road. I, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Z Y Z Z Y X Road. Yeah, it movie ha- made five bucks. No, it cost 1.3 million. Not that bad. Made 30 bucks.
1: Well, because uh, it's not on the list because it looks like technically, I mean, it it only lost like a million um
0: a, a million two
1: but, a million two but yeah considering it, it
0: only made back a percent of a percent of its budget that's a pretty big bomb and yeah, it did but open I mean, in theaters it this... opened in three theaters in the united states and it
1: made 30 bucks but it this looks... is a bomb yeah we well, yeah i'm not disagreeing with you well, that it's, it's a bomb, one but... of
2: those movies that was supposed to be direct to video but they gave it a theatrical release in like one theater just to because of some contract or whatever reasons with unions. So it and wasn't also, supposed to be in theaters in the first place.
1: And also this this list is ranked by how much a movie lost. So not necessarily per uh per how much it it cost to make. I mean it's it's going by how much the movie lost and the movie lost a million which is in terms of that movie's bad, but Every movie on this list lost way more than just a million dollars. I think
0: I think Zizek's Road should be on this list, though, because it made $30 of a $1.3 million budget. It's a bomb, even if it doesn't
1: percentage wise yeah.
2: come out. Well, no, they yeah, sold, I mean, like, like, three tickets, but two of them ended up being comped.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I maybe give it a footnote mention, but... If if you're ranking these movies by how by how much the movie lost, it technically shouldn't be on here. Now, if you're doing a list of really, really notorious freaking bombs and stuff like that, like what's the lowest that a movie has brought in, then yeah, it should be on there. But this list, how they're doing the numbers on this list, it doesn't make sense that the movie would be on here.
0: I want to thank you guys for tuning in to our extended third part just to spite Diamanda Hogg, and I refuse to let this go to a fourth part. So this is an extended episode. So ha. Nice. What's your
2: problem with Diamonda?
0: Nothing. I just <laughs> refuse to let her win this argument. Take that, Diamanda. She's even going to be on next week. But I'm just—I refuse to let her win this argument. <laughs> so where can people find Brad Jones?
1: TheCinemasnob.com.
0: Where can people find
2: the Marquis De dot Geektruthmedia.com. Did you forget? No, I almost said alexdrowski.com for some reason. I was like, wait.
1: I am at com.
0: You can find me at the same Geek Juice Media that Alex eventually remembered, as well as 1201beyond.com. Contact the show at 1201beyond at gmail.com. Good night, guys.